Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxine, your host, spiritual guide, healer, and intuitive. This is a place for deep interdimensional dives, unpacking our world systems, paradigms, and what it is that we each can be doing to start recreating them. Each episode, I'll be joined by changemakers from an array of backgrounds, ranging from holistic wellness to activism to human rights equality, medical freedom, spiritual teachers, conscious business, and everything in between. Because they all have one common intention, and that is to actualize humanity's potential to thrive. Today's guest is a celebrity chef, holistic health advocate, founder of the Paleo Way and the Evolve Network, and multiple best-selling author, Pete Evans. I know for many of you, he will not need an introduction, but for those that are unfamiliar with this Aussie name, Pete has been in the public eye advocating for holistic wellness and food as medicine for many years. His public profile has made him somewhat of a target for sensationalized news pieces and headlines, which he takes in his stride. Over the last 18 or so months, Pete has been actively voicing his concerns and views on the happenings of COVID, and in this episode, we explore it all. So without further ado, let's welcome him on. Welcome, Pete. I am so thrilled to have you on the show today. I was just saying to you before off air um, that I have one question that I ask all of my guests and you said not to ask you before we jumped in. So I'm going to start with that straight away and then just see where today takes us. And I see that you've got a bit of a mascot joining us as well. <laughs> I do. I do. Beautiful. Mm, scared of the uh, headphone cord there. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are going to be familiar with you but you've evolved a lot and I guess the first question that I would love to ask you is what is your medicine for the world as it sits right now yeah it's a pretty easy one I think well I know it's just to be your, be your authentic self you know that's all that any of us can ever be you know that's our medicine for the world is for us to show up and work out who we are remember who we are and uh live that authentic lifestyle uh, that resonates with you. You don't have to compare yourself with anybody else. You don't have to be a medicine, you know, mm. and that's, you know, that's nature. You know, we have so many different species of, of plants and animals and so much going on around us and in us that we're all unique where we can tap into that unique individuality that works in harmony with the community or an environment then you know there, there's nothing else it's just, it's a it's a pretty simple uh, for, formula or equation there once once we realize that then there's there's no there's there's not really any seeking or searching that needs to be done except inwards mm. yeah I love that. And the simplicity, I feel like sometimes gets lost, doesn't it? When we do want to create all of the complexity around what does it look like in bringing it back to self, um, I guess, is the medicine for so many of us. You've had um, quite a journey to get to where you are, and I'm sure people have ridden along in parts of it. Would you care to share a little bit more about, I guess, the various roles that you've played and, you know, what it is that you feel you're here to contribute at the moment in terms of the changes that we're going through, because um, you made the announcement that you're now also running um, and that you're stepping into more of the political space as well. Um, and, you know, I feel like there are a lot of people that 
are not sure as to how they can contribute to change, which is why I always love to hear it from those that are in it um, as to how they got there and why do you feel it's important to step up right now in the various ways that you do? Yeah, it's um, again, it's a, it's a way for me to express, express myself creatively. Uh, it's as simple as that. It feels in line with my intuition. Mm. So it feels like it's the right path. Uh, I don't know where that path is going to lead and that's wonderful. I'm curious about that. I don't know whether it's going to be short lived, whether it's going to be something that I'll be doing for a period of time, like an mm. extended period of time, or whether it's going to be something that I'll do for the rest of my life. I have no uh, desire to know the outcome of this decision you know I, i'm really enjoying the journey of what what is this and every day it's a, i get a little bit more curious uh, about this and why have i decided to walk as one of my paths into that realm of something that i never thought i'd see myself doing for most of my life um and i think you mentioned before you know that i've worn a few different um masks or characters over this period of time and we all do that as we remember who we are we try out different things we experience different things to see what feels congruent for us and sometimes we experience and make certain choices in our life that may not seem the wisest at that particular point in time but through the experiential nature of choosing that it helps to re realign our compass for mm. what we want to create and manifest and bring into our experience as well so i never view any any choices as, as mistakes or oh, i shouldn't have done that or uh, view that on anybody else because we we're, we're never really sure of what that ripple effect will have either on ourselves or our community or for the planet you know i'll give you a, an example i've got a uh, a friend that is many would say is struggling with an addiction at the moment mm -hmm. and i've said to people that have have asked me about that what are we meant to do i said what can we do what is our role in this you know it's 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 that person's life choice at this particular period of time and for quite some time we don't know what the ripple effect will be for that person mm. we don't know how deep he might have to go into the darkness mm. to find that strength or find the light and maybe that person won't mm. maybe the light will be found in members of his family Maybe it'll be felt in different parts of his circle of friends and colleagues. We, we, we have no understanding of what the future holds when we are judging ourselves or others without being open and being curious as to what this actually means. I mean, we can look at 2020, 2021 as the perfect example. We can blame the government we could blame the the vaccine manufacturers we can blame others we can blame our friends and family for not seeing what we see but what about if we 
look at this as a curious moment in human history where we go, what does this mean? Actually, like if we potentially have the, the viewpoint where we can look 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years into the future and imagine why we are going through this period right now, what the ripple effects could be mm. of this right here, this, this dark time for many people or this confusing time for many people or this frustrating time for many people or this very angry period where we like to blame others. You know, what is the ripple effect of that? I don't know the answer to that. I can't foresee the future for nearly 8 billion people on the planet. <laughs> and, 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 to, and to take responsibility or ownership of that would be, is I think the reason why we're probably in this situation at the moment. Mm -hmm. Because we've handed over power and, and ownership yeah. of so much of our lives to these external forces and powers that be, so to speak. And now we're watching them with the weight that they carry. They can't carry it anymore. And we're watching them struggle. Mm -hmm. We're watching them start to react. Now, what that means, how long it's going to take for that, that weight to bear down on these current systems. I don't know. It could come crashing down this year, you know, mm. fingers crossed. But if it came crashing down, what have we got to replace it? Is the population ready for self-responsibility, self-accountability, self-love, self-ownership? That's a bigger question, you know? So it's, it's, and, and I'm curious about that. Mm. I'm really curious about it. Like, well, fuck, this is like the greatest show on earth at the moment. Like, you, you don't need Netflix. You don't need Hollywood. You don't need any distractions because what's happening right now, if you really want to see, this is, this is not only entertainment, but this is, this is real life scenarios playing out. And the, timelines can go in so or the storylines or the agendas or the narratives can go in so many different directions from from here right now it could go into a utopic version of human reality it could go into a, a fascist communist government rule medical tyranny mm. it could go it could go so many different directions it could go into world wars it could go into food shortages it can go into so many different avenues and the real question is how grounded are you at this particular point in time and if it does get darker if it does get worse if the light seems to be dimming outside or inside how will you keep that spark alive hmm. that's that's the that's the that's the shit we're dealing with right now and it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're well, definitely uh, right in it <laughs> well some are some aren't mm. you know and it, for some it's been the best year of their lives you know mm. they've made some really wise decisions so to speak on how to look after themselves mm. looking after themselves on a nutritional level uh, they've worked out oh maybe the system isn't you know we can see how 
the toilet paper shortage or scare of last year, whatever you want to call it, you know, that was a great indication of where humanity is at the moment. You know, if toilet paper is your number one concern, out of all of the things that we need to have, we can live without toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, like, mm-hmm. we have. What is most important to you? Because toilet paper is not on my list of things that is important. It's not on the top 100, that's for sure. Um, so we, we really, it's a really fascinating pe- period of time because we're seeing people really thrive mm-hmm. over the last 12 months, like really thrive, really stepping into a direction of where they are taking full ownership of every single action, whether it is their food, whether it is the education, whether it is their um their entertainment whether it is stepping into say and running for a political party or becoming a political candidate whether it's volunteering whether it's this that or the other we're seeing the true nature of what's inside each of us mm-hmm. at this particular point in time i have a feeling that this may not get resolved whatever we're going through now until each and every person takes full responsibility and accountability for their own being Mm -hmm. it's as simple as that Mm -hmm. now that could take a few generations it could and i'm completely cool with that too you know if if i don't see that in my lifetime well so be it you know but but i i am quite um quite entertained i'm quite curious I'm quite passionate about the decisions that we can make at the moment that we are capable of making. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think this year, or well, I know this year is going to be a fantastic year to be, to be a part of. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they're such beautiful qualities to be able to ground into because it also takes the heaviness of some of the very real challenges that many people are facing but if you can come back to some of those qualities and embrace them it also shows what you were saying before about the ripple effect it's like your energy and the way that you show up in the world has an impact on everything around you so if you are willing to you know embody that when we were talking about change and i see that within you like in what you're doing you bring these qualities even to this conversation like it's it you can see that it's embodied and uh, when you were talking about that self-responsibility and self-ownership, it, we always have to hold the mirror back to self, don't we? And I mean, you stepping into the political side of things, I just want to touch on that a little bit more because I've seen or I found it interesting to have some of these conversations with people where they're like, the system's broken, you can't change it from the inside and all this sort of thing. And I, what you were saying before, like, about the fact that, if we were to just take down the system, then what's going to replace it? And I really feel like that transitionary thing is a conversation that is worth having because we are in a transitionary phase and we can't just go from where we are to, you know, swing the pendulum all the way the other way without it creating a level of chaos. So I'm really curious as to what you have to say around people that might be a bit reluctant or hesitant as to, well, can you really create any change by stepping in and, you know, going through the system that's existing? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's, 
I'm being completely honest. I, I, I don't know. Mm. And I will say one thing, because I've have heard that many times from people, but that is a belief. Mm. That is a belief that somebody will hold about the system that we can't change it from within. Mm. That's a belief. You know, whether that is true, it might be true for that person mm. if they believe in it, in it strong enough. And even with, it, with their presented evidence to the contrary, they still might not believe it because it's a deep down belief that they've adopted or persuaded themselves to believe in. I don't know whether we can fix the system from within or without. Mm. Possibly it's both. Mm-hmm. Maybe, this is, maybe there's parts of the system that currently exist that are really, really good. Mm. So why would we want to pull it all down? You know, I, I, that's, I, 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 I have the belief that not everything in this world is created to be against us. Mm. I have a belief that there is benefit to modern medicine. I have a belief that there's benefit to a certain amount of government. A certain amount. I don't know what that is yet, but the lesser seems better from what I understand. I have a belief that, you know, agriculture is a very important tool for us where we are right now. But most of it is not done in a way that's harmonious with the natural cycles and the planet and the environment but the system can be adapted and evolved. I'm sure the government system can be adapted and evolved and we keep what's really good at the core and what really works for certain things. And the things that were created or, or adapted that have been corrupted or for greed or power or control or whatever else, other self-interest it might be, or to help somebody with their uh, the payback for them donating financial incentives to that political party or whatever it may be, you know, they're the things that should be looked at, I think. And I don't even like to to use the word should, but you know, we, it would be great to be able to look at all of these things openly, bring it back to the people for us to have a intelligent conversation, you know, like vaccines, you know, Mm. we should be able to, we, we, not, we should, we need, to be have, to have a very intelligent conversation about this instead of it just being shut down as anti this or pro this, you know, as there's life isn't just black or white. Mm. You know, are there good vaccines out there? Well, if there are, let's find out what made them great. If there are ones that are causing adverse reactions to a certain amount of people, let's find out why that is happening. Mm. Who is it affecting? Is it affecting them because of their gut microbiome? Are they, is it affecting them because of something else? Geographical location, uh, bloodline, whatever it may be, heritage? I don't know. You know. But let's work out what this is, especially if it becomes a, uh, a government-mandated medicine. Mm-hmm. Have you done all the research? Because science is constantly changing. Once upon a time, cigarettes were considered 
fine and healthy and asbestos, there was no issues with it. Glyphosate, there was no issues with it. And through rigorous testing and many people becoming very sick, if not dying from these, things that were once deemed safe and effective or just even safe and normal. We look back now and go, yeah, science was wrong. The government was wrong. The experts were wrong. Who's to say that this isn't what's being rolled out now is not in 10, 20, 30 years time. We're going to look back and go, yeah, we should have done a a little bit more testing on that Mm. before we tried to inject the world with a, (laughs) a very rushed untested vaccine for long-term sustainable health Mm. i mean it's just common sense when we when we are in a situation where we can't have common sense uh, discussions and they're not debates but discussions you know that's that's heading into very slippery territory which is what we have witnessed over the last 12 months is the continual censorship of certain certain topics I actually just got off a uh, podcast. I, I invited this, this woman on a podcast to talk about human sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And she goes undercover to expose and save these children. And she says, you know, the media really doesn't want to touch this topic. She said it's, 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 it's one of the most devastating things that are happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like right this moment in human history this is a major major problem so why aren't we having these discussions Mm. why aren't we focusing on this why aren't we putting our best resources our best minds our best minds onto this and that's where that's what i've noticed over the last 20 or 12 12 months or so is we seem to be not bringing in the best and smartest mind into some of these very important discussions Yeah, because um, fear of fear of being wrong, fear of being right, <laughs> fear of changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's what you were what you started with. It's like that self responsibility. We're so trusting in external sources as to telling us what is or isn't right for us that we we don't get taught to question. And now we're at that point where it's like, are we really going to keep doing that? <laughs> because this is not something that we can't take ownership of because we've seen what you just mentioned in history, all of the times that we've been led to believe something to be so. And then it turns out not to be like, we've got to do the due diligence and hold people accountable that are in those positions of power because that's also where it gets abused. Um, and well, you know, the, 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 the starting question, what you said, these people in power, supposed power is why did they go to into those roles to start with? Mm. What, what was their root cause? What's their personality trait to make somebody go into a position of where they have power and supposed control? Mm-hmm. That would be a really good investigation mm-hmm. into, I know they've done them in co- corporate, um, in the corporate workplace. They've studied the top CEOs, their personality profiles. So and that could right there, that could be a really interesting discussion point mm. as to why certain politicians or political leaders or people that uh, 
who are in charge of tech companies or pharmaceutical companies. You know, why do we have these types? You know, I'm generalizing here, but why do we have these types of people that you probably wouldn't want to invite around for a family dinner or to look after your children? Yet, we have them in positions where they're looking after either a, a, a town or a state or a country and making decisions. When I remember interviewing somebody recent last year and I said, what is the deal with the politicians? I said, you'd never give them a job in a business. They're not entrepreneurs in that sense. They're really not great at making decisions. They're more yes people. <laughs> so these are the discussions that I'm excited to be having and exploring because I think once we can share this information into a broader scope, it can plant the seeds for people to be able to look at the current systems with a different perspective. And when people have a different perspective, things can... Um, changed dramatically and i'll just give you a a great example i just received an email actually from this from this fella if it's in here i'll bring it up headline in my the subject line in my email was please listen hi pete you are very irresponsible spreading misinformation to your followers how can you say there's no pandemic? Question mark. It is absolutely ridiculous. You've fallen down this chasm, 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 <laughs> of conspiratorial thinking that is simply fictitious. Nonsense spread by the likes of QAnon is the true misinformation. None of it is real, Pete. There is no such thing as QAnon anyway. But why are you so susceptible? That's my <laughs> my thoughts. Sort of. Why are you so susceptible? to such lies, question mark. The irony is you think the public are blind sheep. I've never said that or I don't think that. That's me. But it is you who is blind and being manipulated. You have no concept of the truth at all. It is very sad to witness. I hope one day you wake up and see the world as it really is. Regards, Simon. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> And, and for me, when I read that, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is somebody's perspective. Mm -hmm. they, they have a perspective about me. It doesn't seem like they're really having a perspective about the world, but they've got a perspective about me. Mm -hmm. Why am I? What has been the trigger for this person to connect to me in particular? Is there some deeper root cause for why this person feels threatened mm -hmm. by what I share? Mm -hmm. Is there fear? Is there insecurity? What are the emotions that uh, you mentioned sadness? You mentioned um, being susceptible. Mm -hmm. You mentioned being ridiculous, mm. falling down a, the chasm or chasm, however you pronounce it, I don't even know, 
of all of these things and thinking that people are blind sheep. It's like, oh, I've never said that. I've mm. never thought that. But this, this person's perspective. And when we judge others, you know, I'm, I, I don't answer people like that. It's not in my, in my best use of time to try to convince somebody to see things through my lens of perception because it's not what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. All I'm here to do is live my authentic self, mm. my authentic life and share how I feel is congruent with what brings me a sense of peace, calm, contentment, excitement, <laughs> and all of the other emotions that, that go with that. And if I was somebody that was insecure or, fear, or fearful, I'd be like, oh, that hurts, mm. which it doesn't. <laughs> Because when I see that, I see somebody that is actually truly hurting, mm. truly fearful. Mm-hmm. How can my actions influence that person ever? Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm. It just never would. Yeah, not receptive. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's something that, you know, I feel anyone that's been speaking out has received in some way, shape or form, whether it's at a micro level or a larger scale level, if you've got a larger audience, these, you know, people that are sharing what they believe and coming at you with a certain type of energy. And I guess you just already answered the question because I did think about this before we jumped on. Like, how do you diffuse that for yourself when you have experienced so much ridicule over the last few years and it's not just been relevant to what's happening now. You know, anytime that you've spoken out against the grain, you've had exposure to, you know, people's views of you in a way that is really attacking. And it's not, it's not even um, from a place of talking about the very thing that you're speaking to. It always becomes personal. It becomes an attack. It becomes, you know, all of these other things rather than the issue at hand. And I guess the question that I have around that is, how do you redirect that energy back to what it is that you're actually then here to do in terms of creating a solution from that and not getting sucked into the drama of what they're trying to distract you with and trying to take you over on that tangent? How do you come back and how do you stay aligned to that place of um, congruency for yourself and probably more so for other people listening? What would you offer to them if they're experiencing this and they're not quite as solid within themselves? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you talk about a ridicule. So there is a little bit of that or a lot of that out there from certain areas or certain sectors, such as the media, for instance, Mm. or politicians or from the Australian Medical Association. You know, they seem to focus on me to um, help get a leg up for themselves. Mm. So they get noticed. And I'm very easy for a newspaper to put me in because they know that when they share a story about me on their Facebook page, they'll get thousand comments where most of the stories that they share will get 10 or a hundred comments. So a writer will, that gets marked or graded or appreciated by how many clicks they get in their job it's very low hanging fruit for them because they know every time that I share something from Pete Evans or about Pete Evans, it gets a lot of debate. It gets a lot of controversy. It gets a lot of clicks. It gets a lot of likes. It gets a lot of dislikes that way at the end of the week or the month, when my boss is going through 
how did you go with your stories? Ooh, I'm an A plus student. I'm an A plus worker. I'm a, you know, so I understand that game for what it is. You know, it's just business. That's all it is. Mm. So how do I deal with ridicule from a business? The medical association comes out and does press statements about me being dangerous. All they're doing is being showing their hand of fear, mm. their insecurity, because they're concerned about their business. They're concerned about their industry. They're concerned about how can, and I'll just use me as an example, how can a person that has been the best-selling author for health and lifestyle have so much influence through sharing recipes and we see these stories of people each and every day getting off their medications, mm. reversing type 2 diabetes, putting into remission their autoimmune disease, changing the behaviour of their children that were diagnosed with a certain disorder. How can that happen when somebody's just sharing recipes? And that person sharing information that empowers the person that's reading those recipes and putting it into their, either into their individual bodies or their family's bodies through nutrition. How can this be when we've set up a whole system in an industry that doesn't get people off medication, that doesn't put their autoimmune disease into remission, that doesn't change the behavior of the child for the better? They're taking away business from us. He's taking, and people like him mm. are taking away business. And if this snowballs, what's going to happen to our industry? Mm. That's how I view the, the ridicule, so to speak. Mm. Now, here's, a, here's a, a deeper one for you, is that Simon that just sent me that email, I might get one of them maybe a month. But every day we receive emails and messages from people that thank us for the things that we just spoke about, changing their life, having their child talk, interact, look at them in the eye. We have people in their 60s, 70s and 80s that have reached out to us. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have reached out to say, I feel like a teenager again. Mm -hmm. I've never had so much energy in my life. And I want to thank you. I go, oh, well, you haven't done anything. We just shared some information. It was all you. <laughs> you decided to cook that for yourself. You decided to eat that way. You decided to research this. You decided to empower yourself with self-love and respect and do what it took for you to feel whatever you wanted to feel again to remember who you are and what you came here to do, which is to express yourself creatively without pain if you can. Mm. <laughs> so it's very easy to focus on the negative. And I don't even see something like Simon sent me as a negative, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe there's still a little bit more work to do, mm. you know? Okay. We're not at that utopic <laughs> place. <laughs> place yet you know there's still there's still resistance and i'm grateful that there's resistance mm. 
And somebody like Simon, I've had that many, many of them that have come to me over the years and others that I speak to are in the same position. I'm just using me as an example from my perspective mm-hmm. that have said, you know, I used to think you were a real dickhead, fuckwit, whatever, dangerous. Mm. But then something changed. And then I went down that journey. And I've got to say, you know, now, you know, but but again, you did it. Because the worst thing that anybody can do is, is like, have a guru, have somebody that they, that they, not that they blame, but they give away. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange thing because I have that from a lot of people. I just, oh, you, you, you saved me. Mm. You, you helped me. So like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want that. Mm. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I, I'm grateful for it, but I don't want your responsibility of how you live your life. Mm. Because what if this information changes down the track or what happens if this dietary information gives you the high now, but in five years on the track, you start to go downhill because maybe the dietary advice wasn't exactly correct. Maybe you didn't understand it properly. Mm. Or what if you haven't looked at the deeper causes, the root causes to your emotional, spiritual, mental well-being, and you've, you've relied just on that to change your life? Because then you'll, you'll come back and go, that fucking paleo diet, that Pete Evans, I tell you, it was good for a while, but then it, then it didn't work. Mm. I'm like, well, did you look at all the other parts of your life? Did you look at you know, your emotions, your belief systems, you know, and, and to compare that to the magic pill. Mm. It's a, that's, that's a life, the magic pill is a lifelong journey of discovery of, of our beliefs and questioning them every day or when we don't feel incongruence anymore. You know, and it's, that's, that's what makes this such a great adventure because it's a lifelong adventure. No destination, oh, if only I get healthy and fit, then all my problems can solve. It's mm. like, why don't you get healthy and fit and feel great? No, that's when you can take on more. That's when you can step up. You think you're going to solve all your issues? No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. The more you feel great, the more challenges will probably come your way for you to step up. Going back to like the political thing, it's like I don't need, I don't, I had no desire to do that. I could quite happily sort of sit back and enjoy the fruits of my labour over the. 47 years or however long I've been, you know, and and actually step out Mm -hmm. and live a very peaceful, sustainable life. Mm -hmm. It's like, "Mm." again, when you feel good, these opportunities, invitations come and you create them yourself because, okay, well, there's still maybe some more work to be done. (laughs) And this will then keep peeling back the onion you know, maybe going into politics. I'm like, fuck, you know, look at these people. This is, this is going to be an interesting journey for me to practice what I believe, non-judgment. Mm. 
mm. compassion, respect everybody. Mm. This is going to be a very interesting time for me mm. to, to, to be able to, you know, once again, like Ram Das has said, you know, you think you're spiritually enlightened, just speak a week with your, spend a week with your family again. <laughs> I love that quote. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's the truth mm. you know the, the, this is a journey here's here's another opportunity for me to grow and again i don't know what, what the ripple effect is going to be for the, for me in that realm mm. i don't know whether what what i will experience and grow or remember or will come up for me mm-hmm. dealing with people in suits that I, I know have conflicts of interest. I know mm. that their number one concern is not the wellness of the population mm. in which they reside over or side over. And when I, how can I look at these people in the eye mm. and send them love and gratitude and compassion and respect, see them as an equal. Mm. This is going to be, this is going to be a, a test for me. Mm. And I know my belief is that it could be a very big test for them too. And, and I'll, I'll take you back. I'll just finish that off because I was interviewed by 60 Minutes last year about the coronavirus and conspiracies. And it was Liz Hayes that did, conducted mm. the interview. And anybody that's listening, if you're in Australia, 60 Minutes is a current affairs program. Liz Hayes is their most senior reporter. And I said no to start with. And then Liz asked me personally, she goes, I'll, I'll be conducting the interview. My wife and I discussed it. I said, I didn't want to do it because it's mainstream and I know what they'll do. Then after speaking with Liz, I was like, okay, this is different. Mm. I wouldn't have done it probably with any of the other reporters. But I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to go in there, into the, into the pit, into the lion's den, mm-hmm. into the stadium, so to speak, let's go up against the best. Mm. Let, Let's, let's go into a position where you will be tested mm-hmm. by the most senior investigative journalist in the country. You know, you, you want to experience what this is like? I'm talking about me here. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to the top of that, of that field, of that industry. So when we started the interview, I did some breath work that morning, meditation, I had my cup of tea, I was barefoot, I sat cross-legged on, on, on this chair across from Liz. And I looked into her eyes and I could feel my perception was her uncomfortableness throughout the interview. And I felt very neutral and in a place of power and in my own self, not a power over her or anything like that, but I just felt, I felt authentic. Mm-hmm. I felt congruent. And I didn't feel that from her. Mm. I was like, okay. And at the end of the interview, I was like, oh, I feel really good. Mm. I feel really good because I stepped into that, that supposed sort of scary place of being grilled by somebody that interviews politicians. And I was like, hmm, that wasn't too bad. That's actually 
that's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. if, if there was an opponent, I didn't see them as an opponent. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I feel like I came out of that, mm -hmm. you know, untouched. Mm -hmm. And I actually said to Liz the next day, I haven't shared this before, but I said, because we had to film some B-roll. I said, you know what, Liz, I've been thinking about this overnight and I don't think this interview had anything to do about me. I said, I think this all had to do with you. I said, I don't know what you want to do with that information, but I just felt compelled that this whole interview and this whole 60 minutes thing and you and I meeting, it was about you, nothing to do with me. And I said, I was happy to share that happy to share this experience with you mm. <laughs> have fun with that <laughs> um, yeah it is interesting how you brought up the ability to stay within those bounds of compassion and empathy and being able to see people at the essence as we all really are but it's like we can do that when we're in environments where we have people that are on similar wavelengths to us, right? Like, and that have the values that we hold and that reflect to us what is important to us. But when we step out of that, and I guess this is something for many people we've experienced even more so in the last year, you know, with all of the mandates and things that have happened. I mean, I'm in Victoria, so it's been pretty intense here seeing you know, people in those fear bound states and not being able to access their own true essence and not judging and being able to separate that. And it's like constantly a training ground because it's, you got to come back to self and be like, what are the values that you want to embody and bring out? And um, I guess, again, you'll be a testament to that in your own experience. And it doesn't mean that we always land in the ability to do it immediately, but it's like coming back into what is it when you're actually out there in the world with people that are not quite there yet? And you have the ability to influence through how you show up. And I guess that's just something that I wanted to reinforce listening to what you were saying. But, um, well, it's interesting, you know, like my wife and I were flying before the pandemic ever reared its head a few times where we wore masks when we flew internationally. This is before coronavirus with anybody that ever heard of it we actually wear masks because of the jet fumes and and that recycled air in there it's like ah, you know there's a lot of sick people on the plane generally mm -hmm. and well it's fascinating but that was a choice that was free will by us mm -hmm. that was free will mm -hmm. we got to choose whether we wanted to wear it or not you know, I, I still haven't flown since the pandemic because it's like, hmm, they're mandating the rule? Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. It's I, interesting, I, that experience. I, 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 ref, I refuse to wear one if somebody's telling me to. Mm. You know, and that's just my, my personal beliefs and values because of what they're trying to mandate for. Because we all know that mask will does fuck all for a virus. So it's like, why would I play along with that 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 game when I know it's it it, it it's make believe. It's a fairy tale, mm. or it's a nightmare. However you want to view it. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 been an interesting year to see how you do react to these types of mandates or recommendations or whatever it is so 
Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, especially when you're not willing to participate in that. And, you know, it's then not only are you needing to practice compassion for others, but also how others view you. And, you know, for you not willing to conform, I feel like that that's also then the other side of it because you've got to be able to stay solid within yourself and not get sucked into whatever they're kind of projecting your way as well. So it's like there's two sides to it. You've got to be able to, yes, hold it for them, but there's also, I guess, the boundary within yourself as to how you allow people to speak to you and behave toward you in a way that, you know, um, is still in alignment with yourself, but also not accepting abuse or <laughs> other things that can happen. Um, Cause I've certainly seen and witnessed that from both sides, but um, I guess like, and then, and then be flexible as well. Mm. You know, as, uh, some can be so steadfast that they'll go without, mm. you know, for instance, just say if I had to get to, Sydney tomorrow really quickly and the only way to do it was to fly and to put a mask on I just fly and put the mask on because that's their business mm. it's their plane mm. they've decided that that's the thing it's like okay well it's like Facebook or Instagram mm. they have terms and conditions of using their service mm -hmm. it's not my service I didn't create it so mm. why should I be telling them what they should be doing mm. you know I shouldn't they provide a service Will I use that service or not? My daughter had an accident and I had to get to Sydney tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm a 10 hour drive away mm -hmm. and there's a plane and all I've got to do is wear a mask for 45 minutes. I'm wearing the fucking mask, mm. right? And whether the, the locals see me and go, oh, Pete, you're a sellout or whatever, it's irrelevant because they don't know my story. Mm. <laughs> and it's a very important part to play is we never have to explain ourselves to anybody nobody even needs to know why mm. we do start to do the things we do i had this i had this for years but i did my kitchen rules because i was promoting a paleo keto lifestyle and the people in the health world Paleo world, some of them would get angry and people that were following the paleo diet were like, you're just a sellout because you're eating food that's not paleo on the show. And then I get attacked by other people but anyway. And I worked out very quickly that I never have to explain my actions to anybody else if I'm not harming anybody else. Mm. You don't know why I do this show. Mm -hmm. as a job mm -hmm. the mechanisms of of my the choices that i've made to create this manifestation the why i continue to create that manifestation are of no importance to you. all that you have to do is trust that i know exactly what i'm doing in this particular point in time mm. <laughs> surrender to that without judgment it's like everybody, you know, over the last 12 months, you're like, how come other celebrities aren't speaking out about coronavirus and wearing masks? I'm like, it's their choice. Mm. It's their choice. They've got their reasons. Mm -hmm. They know. Mm -hmm. A lot of them would know. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them have chosen not to be out just yet. Mm. And that's, that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool, you know? 
because it's their choice. They've got their reasons. Mm. I love that you've they brought might, up free will and choice. And they might, yeah, and they might not align with yours. And that's so good too, because we're all unique. Mm. They might be protecting their livelihood for their next show or whatever it may be, or, or they might be really insecure people that like the adulation of tens of thousands or hundreds of millions of people. And they don't want to be in a situation where they get, have division mm. against them because they might not be able to handle that. And if that was to happen to them, if they're already a little insecure and fame has just amplified that, and we've seen this over the years of very famous people that are insecure, they get very famous and it becomes amplified and they end up taking pharmaceutical opiates, drugs, addictions, because they realized when they got to the fame and stardom and wealth that they thought would solve all of their problems, it just amplified it because they might still be insecure whether people like them or not. They might still be living in fear. Most are. Mm. <laughs> so how can we be asking these people that may already have major insecurities? Because the major insecurity might have drawn them into this life to be seen, to be heard, to be appreciated, to be liked, to be loved, because they never got that as a child. Mm. It's a common thread, it's a common story. So why would we ever want them to stand up and say, it's a fake pandemic, masks are useless, fuck you, Fauci. <laughs> you <know? laughs> because if they all of a sudden had their audience or their livelihoods then questioned, Mm. what would be the ripple effect of that mm. so i don't I, I i look at it and go i find it quite curious after a year mm. <laughs> there isn't more voices out there like <laughs> gonna keep no, doing it's it. not time <laughs> it's not time it's it's not time yet but I, I promise you i promise you in the next 12 months the tide will change mm. Yeah, the I too feel that. It, 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 can't, it can't not. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I too feel that. To wrap up, what would you like to say to people? Is there anything that you feel is left unsaid? Is there anything that you would like to unpart? To those that are listening in terms of, you know, what it is that they can be doing to keep showing up and keep... Be yourself. <laughs> mm. Just be yourself. And it's okay not to know. It's really okay not to know. Mm. And you know, this, this life is a gift. It's not eternal, that's for sure. Mm. And prior to, prior to this human experience, you were love. And after this human experience, you were love. Mm. And the goal is to remember, well, my, one of the great gifts about this human experience is to remember that you are love. Mm. It hasn't switched off through this whole experience of human consciousness or source consciousness. You're just an expression of that. Mm. So enjoy this gift. Enjoy the game. Be curious. Play it. Play your part, whatever that may be. Playing your part might be I don't know. And, and again, I don't want to put words into anybody's mouth. So 
for some it's volunteering, for some it's setting up a community garden, for some it's learning an instrument or singing or painting mm. or stepping into politics if it calls <laughs> to you or writing a book mm. or reading a book to somebody mm. or whatever it may be, you know, and it, and it constantly can change. This is, this is the great part about being a human being is we get to experience as much as we choose to. Mm. You know, I see people out there that live a very simple, simple life. And I look at them sometimes and go, well done. Mm. Well, fuck. <laughs> That's a pretty good fucking journey you've chosen there. <laughs> I see other people that try to scale the heights of whatever it is. Mm. CEOs of multiple businesses sitting on chairman boards or chairperson boards of multiple companies creating this, that, the other. I look at them and go, well done. Congratulations. Mm. The other people that eat junk food, watch mainstream news, get injected by unknown toxic poisons and send emails to random celebrity chefs with their disgust. I'm like, fuck, well done. Congratulations. That's a great journey you're on. Mm. You're, you've chosen a different path than many. <laughs> celebrate the path that you're on always because mm. you've chosen it celebrate the path that you're on always as you have chosen it mm. there's no one to blame can't be the victim you've chosen the path that you're on so if you're unhappy about the path you're on you know what to do change direction one mm. step at a time and if you're loving the path you're on celebrate that and keep walking it until it doesn't offer you that anymore and you take another path mm. that's that's what i'd finish off with just mm. enjoy yeah. enjoy being yourself beautiful beautiful thank you so much for being here um, and for giving your time, your energy, uh, you know, I'm so appreciative of all the work that you've done over the years. And I've definitely been um, watching on the sidelines for some time. And I interviewed Nick a few years ago, so I've stayed in contact with her and she's awesome as well. So I really appreciate, yeah, you being here. And if people want to connect with you, I know that you're no longer on Instagram, but where can they best find you and you know, the other platforms that you've created in terms of the content that you put out, how can they connect with you and your work and um, yeah, where can they best find you? Sure. Probably the best spot is always go to my website, PeteEvans.com. Uh, currently I've got one social media out, which is Telegram. Who knows how long that'll be around for, uh, but currently as of today, I'm still on there. And we've also created a wonderful new network called the Evolve. It's called EvolveNetwork.tv. So www.evolvenetwork.tv. So this is a, um, a dream manifest into reality, which is a one-stop shop, so to speak. And we've called it Evolve Network because it will be an evolving network. So we've started off with the Pete Evans channel because we've 
got a lot of content. We've got our films, our TV series, our vodcasts and podcasts, lots of expert interviews, um, and a whole lot more that we've managed to put with recipes and meal plans with the dietary principles we've spoken about in the last hour into a one-stop place. And that's, we charge $100 Aussie a year for subscription to that, or $10 a month if you choose to do it that way. Rough, roughly about $2 a week. And we've got a lot of content on there. Like you'd, you'd struggle to get through it in a year, <laughs> I would say. Uh, it's, it's taken me quite some time to put that together. Uh, and that's growing. So we're bringing in new content creators as well. So new channels are going to be emerging over the next 12 months. We've got new uh, information that's coming through pretty much daily from meditation to different philosophies. So it's a, it's a beautiful evolving platform. So um, check that out. It, it may have something in, in there. It was interesting. I got an email today. I'll finish with this from somebody that just said, you know, I, I would love to talk to you about what I can do to, I uh, just said, just go to Evolve Network. You know, there's 300 podcasts on there. There's films, the magic pill, the magic plant. And I said, it, the, the information is there. You know, if you ch- if you choose to open that door, you know, we've, we've we've made it as cheap as possible, mm-hmm. and but we have charged a price because we want to keep creating the content to keep it mm-hmm. growing. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a service, mm-hmm. um, but we've it, that information is there that may resonate with you or may not. You know, but maybe it will plant a seed for for a different path as well. So. That's 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 where I'd say to go. Yeah, awesome. I can attest to that. There's some really awesome stuff in there. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you and appreciate the way that you keep showing up. Thank you so very much. Thank you and thank you everybody for listening or watching however you're doing this today. So peace. Now before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me and wanting to do your part in recreating the status quo. If you got something out of today's episode, I would love if you could leave me a review and forward this on to anyone that you feel would benefit or even share it on your socials. I just want to close by saying I appreciate you and until next time, remember that together we truly do rise.